kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hello and welcome. No, 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 Alex Dyson. What's the matter, Matt? We can't just start a show without discussing the fact that our producer, Sam, (laughs) just talked about the fact that he used to have a plaited goatee. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Is that get the, get on the microphone right now? Just to be clear, yeah, like this, I, is, I, this, this is when is I was throwing out the rundown and uh, <laughs> jumping right on. No, honestly, you don't talk about having a. You used to have a plaited goatee. Oh yeah. I mean, what uh, on earth? Uh, early nineties were early nineties fashion was not kind <laughs> to many of us old enough to remember. <laughs> And uh, yeah. Uh, wasn't oh pretty. my god! How long was the goatee? Did it go down to the nipples? Where are we hitting belly button no. goat? <laughs> no, I would say it's probably it was the length of an iPhone. It was sort of yeah, <laughs> it was long. <laughs> oh, I, right, look, I'll be photos. honest. How often did it end up in your mouth? Uh, I bet did, you chewed it, mate. I don't know a single yeah, person no, with longer hair who doesn't chew it. I probably did chew it. <laughs> Scrunchy elastic bands. Um, what, what did you? Nineties. It would have been something like what is it, like a Tarzo that you'd cut a slit into, <laughs> chucked it in there. What did you do? My friend had braces, and you know those little lacquer bands that they used used to put on braces. Do you remember people had those little oh rubber bands? Oh my god! Yeah, I, remember, I had them. Yeah. Yeah. He used to <laughs> give me his rubber bands to tie my goatee. Oh with. my god! Yep. All right. So straight up. Okay. What's your biggest? What's your biggest turn on? Fashion regret? <laughs> or That's what, not a the style topic we're getting regret? out of this, Sam. And I'm not even bringing up the fact that you had one dread that you could tie <laughs> your long hair back with as a hair tie. You got that at the back. You got a braces elastic on the front and your plaited goatee. This is probably the worst hairstyle I've ever heard of in all my days. And I think I've still got the dreadlock. Well, no! you said the other day that your mum still got the rat's tail in a That's in right. a drawer somewhere. Yep. So, all right. Well, all right. Hair <laughs> Speaking disasters. of uh, the mid '90s, we do have a guest on today who was bringing it back in a big way. Incredible Australian artist Kira Peru, who you may know from such incredible songs, Tension, um, getting in the hottest 100, and various things like that. She's put out a, a cool little video where she's recruited some other Aussie musicians to uh, help bring back the 90s and it is brilliant. We're going to be chatting to her later on. Um, updates in our So You Think You Can Dank competition. Um, memes, very difficult to explain over audio waves, Matt O'Kine. But I think we've found a solution in a, in a really interesting pocket of the entertainment industry. Yeah, absolutely. When we think about professions that some of us might not know exist... We're chatting to someone who is just, well, their job title is an audio describer. Uh, Their name is Polly Goodwin, and they describe the things that people who can see for people who can't see. Yeah, we sort of take for granted with the vision, but um, there's a group of people for which this job is essential. So we'll be chatting to Polly a little bit later on and uh, she'll be helping us out with our uh, ridiculous meme competition as well as finding a bit about her work as well. And up next, Matt, 2020 claims another victim. We'll let you uh, know which festival has decided to uh, call it quits in a moment. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yeah, it's the Falls Festival, Matty. 
The Falls Festival, after uh, announcing it will be an all-Australian lineup earlier in the year, unfortunately, due to this lingering pandemic, which is, in my opinion, overstaying its welcome, uh, it has been forced <laughs> to, to cancel. Oh my the god! 20- will you go home already? <laughs> the twenty pandemic. Version. Uh, they did announce Marion Bay and Tassie was uh, called off. Uh, they were hoping that the other three, the Byron, the Lawn, the Perth, would be able to get, go ahead. It's not going to happen, uh, unable to make it feasible. And so they have announced that, yeah, falls this year will not proceed. I mean, when's it ever going to get back to normal? You know, is it ever going to get back to normal? The the people who run Falls Festival also run Splendour in the Grass. Okay, they're, they're, they're tr- we're working so hard. And announcing that, you know, that, that it'll all go ahead, but they know it's not going to be possible. And they're saying, consider this a rain check, all right? It yeah. may happen in the future. Splendor's already been postponed until 2021. But jeepers, creepers. <laughs> can you have, can, like, is enough is enough already? Well, that's a thing. And even, you know, as you say, if it gets back... it. Normal will not be what we do. Like I'm just thinking of things you see at first. The triple stacker. Are they going to have to put rules in place that a triple stacker happens from within your own household? No, I just don't see it. I it's don't usually see... two people, and then a random big boy puts his head under the legs and makes it a triple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these I mean, things are not going to be able to ha- take place. That nude man who slips and slides down the muddy hill. It's, he's not going to be nude if he's wearing a face mask, is he? <laughs> he's going to be slightly clothed, <laughs> depending exactly on where he puts right. his mask. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, so it's really ruining our year, COVID. Yeah, um, in other festival news, this that festival usually taking place uh, in November, they have said that is rescheduling, going for next February, which isn't pushing it back that far really in the scheme of things, but um, it will be taking place in Newey the 20th of February as well as another one in oh. Sandstone Points on the 13th of Feb. You know, I had such a good time at this That Festival, except for the fact that in the lead-up to this That Festival, you know, and you'll remember this, Alex Dyson, because you, you spurred it on, on Triple J, some guy had come up to me and said, oh, Matt O'Kind doesn't give high fives to people when he's out and about. And I said, yeah, I don't want to oh, give high the, fives uh, to- this the hashtag Matt No Five era? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that you decided to jump on board and you're starting like, oh, Matt O'Kind doesn't give out, out high fives, Matt O'Kind doesn't give out high fives or whatever. So I'm out there. So he told everyone to, if you go to high five them, to pull their hand away. Yeah, exactly, um, right? And me. I'm like, yeah. and so all, all... All festival, I'm people are coming up to me, high five, mate, high five, come on, high five, come on. And I'm like, no, you're going to put your hand away. You're going to put your hand away. They're like, no, I promise I won't. I promise I won't. So I'd high five. Okay, cool. And then we got a high five. And so eventually people are like, come on, Matt, high five, high five. All, I'm literally, I mean, at one stage there was a lineup of people, Alex Dyson, in the middle of this festival going high five, <laughs> high five. I'm, I'm high fiving people and I build up my confidence. And then right at the end of the night, I'm watching ballpark music. Some girl comes up and says, high five, Matt. And I'm like, oh, all right. I go to high five without double checking that she's not going to pull away. What does she do? Pull away, right? She laughs. Her friends laugh. Suddenly me and my partner are in, in an argument because then my partner thinks that maybe I only trusted this girl because she was kind of good looking. Oh, it turns into an absolute, <laughs> it turns into an absolute disaster, Alex Dyson. 
2015. Oh, we're arguing all the way home. It's, oh, my Cry gosh. Cry me a river, mate. Cry <laughs> me a river, okay? Falls 0809, much worse. Why couldn't Why couldn't have that falls been cancelled? Why, what happened? We need what? this falls. I could have done without falls 0809. What happened in 0809? I told you about the, the saga of we Alex Dyson at Falls 0809. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't working together way back then, so uh, remind no. me. Well, it was one that it was me and Tom Ballard were doing lunch on the a summer lunch, and so I didn't get there until literally New Year's Eve, and mm. it was a, oh, it was a um, it was a, about a month after me and my girlfriend had broken up right at university, and she was going to be at Falls with like a bunch of different mutual friends, and I'd sort of rolled in and. It was our first time seeing each other. It was sort of slightly awkward. <laughs> and um, anyway, because we'd rushed from from doing lunchtime radio into thing, I sort of hadn't eaten. And so my um, my Powerade concoction had got hit me a little harder than potentially <laughs> <laughs> it would have. A few extra any other electrolytes time. that were in there, were there? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just overdosed on electrolytes. <laughs> and when I went back to the tent about midnight... Um, oh no! I'd lost my phone, and I was like, "Oh, I've lost my phone! Oh my god, it's going to be so much money." Then I realized oh, I'm not going to be able to text my ex girlfriend; she won't know where I am, and so I'm like, "I won't be able to find her. I got to go talk to her." And so I did the, the logical thing you could do, which is walk no, around all the campsites no. calling no. her name. No! <laughs> I would give a oh, thousand there's a, AFL there's a New Year's Eve countdown for you, Manokine. <laughs> <laughs> give me a pandemic any oh, day, my friend. My God. That Did you find her? A, um, I found the area where they were camped, yeah. <laughs> um, but a friend dragged me into a car because I was calling her name and I think she was in a tent with another dude. So <laughs> just hearing this I would ghost take- of... I will take a missed high five, an air swing, any. Exactly. I'll take a thousand air swings. Oh, Thank you, my Lord. friend. <laughs> this is all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Alex Dyson, our next guest uh, works in a field that was only recently highlighted to me by a friend of ours, Naz Campanella, who is the uh, disability affairs journalist at ABC, ex-newsreader for Triple J. And it was one of those moments where I heard about this particular job and realised how ignorant I was to how some people live their everyday life, right? So we're talking to Naz and she was discussing how she watches movies and, of course, because she, because Naz is blind, she can't see what's happening on screen. And so she was talking about how there's audio narration around what's happening on screen but not just the dialogue that's happening. So describing what's happening. Absolutely. It's one of those things that, um, you know, that we would take for granted having you know, the ability to cite. And then also because closed captions are there, that's for people who are deaf and unable to hear uh, the things. You've got yeah, that. You yeah, you see those people who, who are unable time. to see, we haven't really um, delved into that particular world. But it is the world of audio description. And uh, to give you a bit of an idea, we've we've taken a bit of audio description work from the movie Frozen, the scene where the snowman goes off onto the lake. 
carrot-nosed coal-eyed snowman shuffles up to a purple flower peeping out of deep snow. Ooh. Hello! <laughs> he takes a deep sniff. <gasps> His nose lands on a frozen pond. A reindeer looks up and pants like a dog. <gasps> Seeing the reindeer slip on the ice, the snowman smiles and moves towards him. Though actually, he's running on the spot. The reindeer falls on his chin. The snowman uses his arm as a crutch. The reindeer paddles his front legs. Head over heels, the snowman crawls along the ice. The reindeer does the breaststroke. Now, we've been dealing in memes all week, Alex Dyson. Wasn't the smartest decision that I've made to uh, focus on memes when we're looking in the world of podcasting, right? Usually memes needing to actually see what the image shows. So we thought, why don't we get one of Australia's best audio describers onto our show to chat about what the world of being an audio describer is like and also help us out in describing some of the memes that we've been looking at online for anyone who isn't able to see them. So we've got Polly Goodwin on the show. Hello, Polly. How are you? Hi, I'm Grand. Thanks, Matt. Hi, Alex. How are you both? Yes, very well. Thanks, Polly. Thank you so much for uh, having a chat to us today on All Day Breakfast. First and foremost, what's your appraisal of the Frozen audio description? Because that's not you. That's a bit of a generic uh, audio description we've got. (laughs) How did you you feel it was done? Yeah, that's another Pommy. Um, I thought it was very good. Um, I'm always really impressed when, um, particularly when there's a lot of audio description going on, because as you probably realise then, there's actually quite a lot of information to take in. You've got the voice that's coming from the characters and then someone describing. That's kind of a lot of information. So um, the one that I love doing, because I love The Simpsons, but was actually quite challenging, was The Simpsons, because there's so much visually going on that they just cram the jokes in absolutely everywhere. But there's also a lot of dialogue. So you just kind of have to sacrifice and stuff because with audio description for film and TV, you have to describe in the spaces between the dialogue. So you're kind of stuck with what's available. So sometimes you just have to let things go. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, you have worked on so many incredible productions, Ghostbusters, 28 Weeks Later, True Lies, the film, TV shows, you know, The Simpsons, Family Guys, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Talk to us about what's what's that like? I mean, there must be a big, huge difference between The Simpsons and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh my Kanye word! Kanye goes you know, off again. You know, like, what do you? <laughs> what do you? What do you well, well, one of the things you try to do as a describer is vary your, um, vary the words that you're using, so you don't just repeat the same words. But you kind of run out of ways to say she looks at her phone. She's checking her phone. She checks. <laughs> All they do. <laughs> so, so it's challenging in a different way because there's so little variety of what's going on that, um, yeah, <laughs> you try and make it interesting. Well, I think something else would be challenging. Another one on your uh, very, very long resume is Seed of Chucky and also <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. These sort of horror films where I'm sure some of the things you'd be forced to describe would be quite gruesome. How do you portray that with your, you know, delightful British lilt? <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that with audio description, as you say, what you what you see. So um, I'm not here to censor. Um Uh, If there's horror, if there's gore, if there's a sex scene, you say what you see. That said, I love horror films, but I'm a complete wimp. So I kind of have to watch it through (laughs) twice, once with my hands over my eyes and then once actually looking at what's going on because it's a bit bit frightening. 
Um, <laughs> I think Bram Stoker's Dracula was fantastic. It's very gothic, so there's a lot of very rich visuals to describe. Um, and Seed of Chucky is um, an interesting one. I would encourage people to maybe Google that and read the synopsis. But yeah, that um, presented a few challenges I probably can't talk about on your show. But <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Quite dirty humour, so that was There's fun. so much <laughs> I, I want to ask you about, you know, this particular job. I mean, the first thing I guess I, I want to know is how did you even know that this job existed? How did it? How did you fall into this field or pursue this field? Because you're, you're not blind, we should clarify, I guess. And did you have people within your family that were vision impaired or was it just something that you... You, you pursued through another other avenue and what was the training like so no I'm not blind um and I don't think there's anyone in my family who is low vision but my connection is through hearing so I'm partially deaf so I guess I've always been slightly attuned to kind of sensory disabilities and the different ways that you can access things like it was great you were talking about captions earlier um because yeah tv is absolutely saturated with captions and audio descriptions come to Australian tv um really recently the ABC and and SBS have now got funding. So if you head over to their websites, you can find out about what you can access through audio description. But in the UK, it's way more established. So we've had it for a really long time. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, I just love watching TV. So when I discovered <laughs> that there was a job that involved watching TV, um, <laughs> thinking about TV, um, and that it was to do with sensory impairment, that ticked all of the boxes for me. So yeah, I, I trained in London about 10 years ago. Um, a really great course, actually, that kind of got us really thinking about what our role was as a describer and as you were saying with horror films like there's a really interesting decision you make around if there's a shock moment do you want the description before the shock moment or after the shock yeah. moment or how do you kind of make the experience of the blind person as similar to that of say the person sitting next to them on the sofa so like people have said to me the worst thing the most frustrating and alienating thing to do with TV and film if you're blind or vision is when everyone else in the room is laughing and you don't know why that is. That feels really alienating. So mm. kind of when you're doing comedy or when you're doing horror, it's about how do I time my description to make sure that they get it at the same time that everybody else does. So, yeah. And as an audio describer, is it your job to not only read the descriptions but write the descriptions and record yourself? So I'm a freelancer. So um, I either do the writing um, or I do the writing and the recordings. I have a piece of software which I can run the video on and it gives me um, the option to kind of put a time code in and out at a very specific place so when there's not talking and ideally when there's not kind of important sound effects and then I type um, the description to fit that time I've got and then at the end I do a recording as well so yeah, wow. it's a kind of a, a, a bit of both, but I'm quite glad I didn't have to um, <laughs> record Seed of Chucky because I was laughing as I was writing it, so I don't think it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, the, the smallest way that we've been able to uh, see how difficult your job would be is describing the, these memes that we've been receiving all week, as oh, Matt mentioned, Polly. No. Alex, so I've been listening and I think you guys have been doing great work. It's oh, really that's very kind of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank but this you. week we have been running the competition, hashtag So You Think You Can Dank. Uh, in order to win a Matt and Alex robe, people need to upload their spiciest Matt and Alex all-day breakfast-based meme. <laughs> we have, at this point, whittled it down to three finalists. And with your help, Polly, we would really like to announce who they are. So um, if I tell you the person uh, and a, a name of the meme, would you be able to describe it for us? 
Yep, go for it. Okay, uh, finalist number one is Kat Godden with her Simpsons meme. Okay, so this one consists of two boxes and the box on the left shows a notice board onto which is pinned a sign that reads Matt and Alex monthly Discord meeting today 8pm. And the box on the right has the same sign, but it's almost completely covered over with snapshots of baby Maggie from the TV show The Simpsons taped onto the notice board so that the remaining letters read 18-month-old daughter. There we are. There I mean, we it's are. a brilliant meme, Matt. Um, it, it is, is a incredible. famous scene from The Simpsons brilliant. and the fact that Matt mentions uh, beautiful baby Sophia quite regularly is what Kat has gone for there. I do. Too many times, Polly. Not possible. <laughs> the Matt and Alex turning into 18 using the ampersand to create an eight. Just genius. Uh, the next uh, meme we're going to be calling the shape meme uh, by PH. T-E-V-E-N, I'm going to say Spiven, not. Uh, Would you mind giving us the description for finalist number two, Polly? Yep, so this one has four components. Top left is the outline of a five-sided shape and it's labelled with the word pentagon. To the right of that is the outline of a six-sided shape and underneath that is the word hexagon. Bottom left, we've got the outline of an eight-sided shape. Uh, with the word octagon underneath. And bottom right is a photo of Alex's head next to a jar of Kalamata olives and underneath that the word Kalamata olives gone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that is reference to yesterday's podcast where Alex Dyson, Dyson, in front of the whole world, boldly admitting that he stole some Kalamata olives from the Turkish Accidentally. shop. Accidentally. Accidentally. No. I needed an extra hand. It was in my pocket. I forgot about Polly, him. I'm so lying. sorry. He did and it. Finalist. Have you taken him back? Alex Dyson, have you taken him back? Finalist number three. Thank you, Polly. <laughs> this is at Tokyo <laughs> Goose. I think we need to linger on this. <laughs> have we taken and this him is back, the, Alex uh, this is the This is the tuba meme. Finalist number three, if you wouldn't mind, Polly. Go on, just to get you out of it then. Okay, so this is a photo of two schoolgirls. The one on the right, labelled Alex, is holding a tuba sideways so that the large bell end, and that's a technical term, is covering the head of the schoolgirl on the left, who's labelled Matt, and the caption reads, Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> um, uh, I like to trumpet them into Matt's face frequently. Yeah, he does blast them constantly. All right, that is beautiful stuff, hey, Polly. Hey, Polly Goodwin. Before you go, I do want to ask one more question with regards to what you do. Go for it. Do you, I mean, you're, you're, you've done so many big movies. Do you ever get recognised? <laughs> no, not even when I go into a <laughs> shop and try and just kind of say the word from the audio description. <laughs> I thought that people might never. overhear never. you talking Nothing, in the like, never. you know, and be like, oh, my gosh, you're the person from <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. They don't ever no. do that. <laughs> No, a girl can dream, though. One day that might happen. Oh, well. All-day breakfast listeners, if they hear your voice uh, out and about, might be able to hear you. Polly Goodwin, thank you so much for chatting to us, and we will chat to you later. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Stay safe. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All-day breakfast.
All right, Matt O'Kine, very happy to introduce our next guest whose music I have enjoyed for many years, but more recently have been enjoying her meme game during lockdown, which has kept my uh, teetering spirits aloft. You may know her from these songs. Kira Peru. Oh, Kira Peru. How's it going? Loving it. Loving life. Yeah, just choosing to stay home every day. It's a little bit cold at the moment, so, you know, just saying no to all the parties that are on and, yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm depressed. That's I'm at it. home. I'm locked inside. Do you find being in Melbourne, same with me, you're locked inside. There's not much to do. Do you find bad weather outside a positive thing? Because it's like, well, you know, I'd be inside anyway. It's not too good. Or do you find bad weather outside a negative thing where it's even more depressing than our base level, which is pretty low? No, it's good. I think you can gaslight yourself into believing that you chose to stay in. <laughs> nah, I disagree. When it's when it's bad weather at the moment, I I'm I'm just like, how dare you? It is like you know when when like um like the other day our hot water system like we ran out of hot water and i'm like you're not allowed to have normal shitty life things still happen to you at a time like this it's just not on yeah i don't know i kind of like i can stare outside the window pretend i'm in a movie just cry you know mm. eat some biscuits it's all right <laughs> what's your go to biscuit of choice oh man okay you really put me on the spot here. I ate three Tim Tams before we we started recording the show. I like a chocolate cookie, man. You like a chocolate chip cookie? Good. No, I'm basic as. You know, mm. I quite liked Subway cookies for quite a while, but um, but there's also, I mean, I you I you really got to get a good chocolate chip cookie. Cookie, it's got to have that softness, that chewiness in the middle. If it's just a packet number that's dry all the way through, forget it. I reckon the cheaper they are, the better they are. Like the, you know, the zero star rating, that's what I'm talking about. You know? like, <laughs> no, 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 no. No health benefits at all. No, that is not. All right. Well, look, we don't see eye to eye on the, uh, on the cookie factor. But I'll tell you what, we have been loving what you've been doing online recently. Obviously, you're stuck indoors. You're a bit, you know, stir crazy. Can you uh, can you tell us what Alex Dyson uh, stumbled upon just the other the other morning, Alex? What did you What did you say? Well, there's plenty, on? but I'm referring specifically to uh, you. You saw that a particular song was having a very important birthday. Yeah. Well, I think it's the album, right? Freak on a leash. Corn. Mm. It's like what? It's like twenty something years old, which is crazy. But um, also, corn just slaps. I don't know how often you guys go back to corn, but I do it frequently. Jonathan Davis is an iconic vocalist. I used to be a big Limp Bizkit fan back in the day. And a little bit of corn really crept into that, especially Freak on a Leash. I mean, there was Sean songs like Clown and I mean, got so the many things. was one of my because that was on uh, the Hottest 100 yeah. 1998 CD, and that they put a remix of it though for some reason. But um, I do remember liking that. I remember the first one of the first times I see it, and someone had just graffitied a bin at my primary school with corn with the R the wrong way around, and I'm like, wrong way around R. That's pretty cool. And it's just like <laughs> <laughs> from those yeah. days, who who would have thought it's only 22 years ago? 
now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> did you ever do the? Did you ever do the dreadlocks, Kira? Like Jonathan Davies? No, thank God. I never. I never got into a dreadlock. I remember thinking they were cool, but thank God I never went the full hog. Mm, yeah, I hear. You. I always wanted M and M hair as well for a while, and Cisco. Oh, those are the days. Hey. <laughs> Do a bit of blonde. I could, I could see it. <laughs> oh, there's well, not much to It wasn't blonde. It was like full-on silver chrome, wasn't it? His, uh, <laughs> his spray-painted head. <laughs> I was just going, anyways, look, let's talk about uh, Jonathan Davies. Let's talk about Corn. Let's talk about what you've been doing on the, on the gram. So if you're not familiar with the song, this is Corn's Freak on a Leash. I mean, absolutely iconic in and of itself, but there was a certain section of the song that um, stuck out at the time and listening back, Kira, it stuck out to you again. It's it's the little breakdown. <laughs> absolutely iconic. Could you tell us what went through your head when you heard this again Metal in 2020? Scat? What the hell? What is he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it's revolutionary. It's so bizarre. Like, it's so good. Oh, man. So where were you when you just decided to start messaging your friends, telling them to do this for you? Send you a copy of their own attempts. <laughs> it was just another gloomy day in stage four lockdown in Melbourne and uh, I just I thought it would be funny. There's a challenge on TikTok where people sing one specific vocal riff that Beyonce does and then they rate their friends off their ability to do that riff. And that's fine. Everyone knows Beyonce's she's an incredible singer. I just thought, I wonder if anyone can actually do that metal scat section from Freak Do we know if that's one take from Korn? Is that a single vocal? Have they layered it? Is it that impressive a beatbox? I don't know. Yeah, no, dude, that's his thing. That's He can do that. That's just, I, I mean, who who even invented that? Like how did that exist before Jonathan Davis? I don't think so. No, probably not. So, okay, so you hit you hit up your friends for it and then did, were yeah. people straight on board or what? Dude, Tones and I wrote back in less than five minutes and just said, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And she was like, I won't be good. And I said, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. And she's like, all right, sweet. <laughs> All right, well, let's go through a couple of entrants you got here, Kira Peru. Uh, first up was, we'll, we'll play it and then we can get your thoughts on it potentially. Um, here is Kwame's effort. <laughs> okay, talk us through that, Kira. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Impeccable. Actually impeccable. Arguably one of the best. In, oh, in terms come of on. Nah, that was. I mean, he's missing little bits up the top there. He's kind of he's kind of chucking little snares in where they don't belong. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kwame's work. Don't get me wrong, but that was not that was not think, freak worthy. I think Matt O'Kite is just starting beef with Kwame. Your critique level's coming in hard. I haven't heard your version yet, Matt. All right, we'll save that later. Let's go a few more. Let's hear Alice Ivy's shot at it. <laughs> Yes. That's that's where we're at. Kira Peru, expert comments. So hard. <laughs> you can just see her like 
just going off. Like, I see her eyes blinking and her cheeks, like, <laughs> wobbling as she does. I just imagine that's what she's looking like. Oh, yelling oh, into her phone. I hope she did that really in public, well just walking along at the bus stop or something like that. And then let's finally, let's hear from Tones and I, the aforementioned Tones and I. <laughs> Okay. Like I haven't, I haven't had any nice feelings in 2020. Like I just haven't. (laughs) And this, this is like, if you could can this, if you could bottle this feeling. I'm sorted for the rest of the year. Maybe that's what maybe I mean, that's what it can be. The you know the Kira Peru fragrance, you know, <laughs> boom, boom da da eba or whatever, and you just squeeze it on your. Ne- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shane um, Warne's got a fragrance now. I'm sure you'll be able to uh, come up with your own. On the Instagram, you got a couple of these. They are absolutely brilliant. I absolutely recommend you follow Kira Peru for your COVID content needs. She's been at the top of the game recently, that being one of them. <laughs> but I didn't actually hear your attempt at the uh, the corn freaking leash scat, Kira. My attempt? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get, let's, let's, we've, I think we have strayed a little bit further away from the real thing. So I reckon we re listened to the original for a second All to get right, our yeah, minds yeah, in yeah. the game. Kira Peru, the floor is yours. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the hardest thing is to do it without laughing because it's so actually quite hard, <laughs> but here we go. It's my version. I gotta tell ya, I gotta tell ya, that was so lit that the Zoom wigged out just for a second in the middle of there because that I don't think the bandwidth could handle it, but that was red hot, honestly. I think that was good. Can you give can you give it's almost as if I'd planned it? Could you can you can you give I would actually say that was the best we've heard today. Can you can you vote me and Alex? Who does the best out of me and Alex? I'm so ready. Go on, Maddie then. Come on. You want me to go first? <clears throat> sure, go. Okay. So I'm looking at, here's the here's the lyrics on uh, Google. It says, boom, na, da, noom, na, na, nema. Okay, here we go. So. <clears throat> Thank God you got the lyrics. Boom, da, da, boom, da, da, eva. Boom, da, da, boom, da, da, eva. Boom, da, da, boom, da, da, eva. Hey, pretty good, my man. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. Pretty Come good. On, I'll give that. All right, I feel a bit nervous coming on Come on, this. mate. <clears throat> Here we go. Ha, ha. <laughs> boom, ba, ba, hoo, ba, ba, we are. Boom, ba, da, hoo, ba, ba, we are. There we go. What do you reckon? Pete <laughs> Kira was just wow. only just getting into it. You know what I mean? He stopped, uh, bro. Because there is that. He sort of does that sort of harmonic note in the middle. Like, it's yeah. not all <laughs> ferocious. There's that real. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I think this exercise has proved just how technically brilliant Jonathan Davis's vocals are. Yeah, you that know, we talk about your, you know, your Nat King Coles, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all these sort of people. What a weird first reference. Your Nina Simones <laughs> and everything like that. But I mean, if we're really talking about the pure vocalists. We've got to start looking more to the 
emo core or whatever this is the yeah. hardcore what was it called norm core or whatever anyway yeah the new, new metal, metal that's right yeah we've got yeah. to think about the new metal so Kira Peru, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for giving us these good feelings. I mean, we hope you're well. We miss you lots for popping our times oh, popping at Triple guys. J. I wish you could see. Wish you could give you a big hug. Do you have what? What's the music side of things for Kira Peru at the moment? Is COVID a productive sense? Uh, are you um, oh, toiling away? What's happening with you there? I'm throwing all of my creative juices into TikTok at the moment. Like I've got to be honest, <laughs> nothing's getting me mm. off as much as TikTok is right now. But. But um, I've got an album. I'm working on an album. If you must know, oh. we must talk about music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your handle on TikTok? Where are people going to find you? Just Kira Peru, dude. K I R A P U R U. I'll be there. Amazing. Well, check oh. out Kira's stuff. So good. Um, and I absolutely love your love your work musically as well. Thank, Thank you very much for joining us, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. We will catch you next time. <laughs> Thanks, I don't guys. know what that was. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Oh, I tell you what, Madokine, I cannot wait till tomorrow. The final of our. So you think you can dank competition. It is red hot. We've got our three finalists. And so I uh, cannot wait to get the all-star panel judging which one will be the spiciest. Yeah, and when we talk about all-star judges, I mean, we are talking absolute supernovas here. Uh, we can't believe it sometimes when we ask. You know, we throw some Hail Marys when we ask for guests and... Uh, yeah, we have sunk them from downtown in these We got our four, first picks. Let's just, <laughs> let's just tell you right now, Literally we got we our did. first picks. Yeah. So uh, here's a clue as to someone who might be joining us. How do you decide between crunchy and soft tacos? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, cannot wait to see exactly what is happening tomorrow. Thanks again to Kira from Peru for making us laugh today and bringing a little bit of joy to our all-day breakfast. And, uh, yeah, make sure you're tuning in for a Friday show. should be fun. Matt and I's all-day breakfast. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.